Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. Folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 151 today. Uh, is there life on Venus? Uh, we're going to be talking about phosphine and uh, panspermia. And uh, I just wanted to touch on the subject because Maurice was out of town and I was moving when this news came out. And I wanted to really look into it and give it a good take here. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, you can check us out. Please subscribe to our channel. Hit the like button if you're listening on an audio platform. Check out our YouTube channel. If you're checking us out on YouTube, please check out our audio platforms. Uh, you can find us at mindescapepodcast.com. And you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindescapepodcast. And um, head on over to Indra's Web. Uh, which is the app we've been working on. Go to indrasweb.org and sign up to get an alert when the app goes live. Uh, it's an app we created surrounding all these topics, you know, metaphysics and metaphysical um, things and stuff of that nature. And it's just a, a platform where people with open minds can discuss hypotheses and theories and all that kind of stuff. So head on over to there. And um, what's going on, Maurice? Not much, my man. What's the good word? Nothing. Um, I'm excited. We have some cool guests coming up. Um, on Monday, I believe we have uh, Anthony Tyler coming back to discuss the dive manual the continuation. We said we were going to do a part two. And then I think on Tuesday, um, next Tuesday, we are going to have uh, Brian uh, Marescu on, who is going to be on Joe Rogan this week with, uh, Graham Hancock discussing his new book, uh, the immortality key, uh, a secret history of religion with no name. And the book is about, you know, the mystery schools and psychedelics and, uh, pretty much a lot of the stuff we already talk about on here, the, you know, the ancient Greeks and the Romans and what happened with the Western tradition of psychedelic use and all that. So I'm excited for that show. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, oh, we also have Dr. Gregory, uh, little coming back on at some point here in the next couple of weeks. And we're going to do like a slideshow episode where he goes through some of the ancient American mounds and stuff like that. So that'll be fun. And, uh, yeah. So beautiful. He's always a good guest. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. And, uh, did you what did you think when you heard this news about Venus by the way when it came out it didn't didn't really surprise me i think there's a i think in the next 10 years there's going to be all kinds of information flowing in that uh shouldn't really shock well it, it can shock you but at the same time i always compare it to what did we know 100 years ago and what we what will we know in 100 years from now so mm. i'm open to everything and anything and uh just sitting back and letting it all flow in how about you yeah i mean it's 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 exciting news that it's being taken seriously like by the mainstream scientists now and actually there was an embargo on the article meaning that you know it had been known within some of the circles for a while but nobody had been talking about it which is kind of weird that you know why it was actually leaked i think so um, you have to question like what are the motives, but it's nice that it, it got out there and people are talking about it and um, you know, science is science. It's going to be very hesitant to say something of the nature of there might be life, you know, on another planet. But at the same time, um, I think that there's good proof now that that's a, it's a possibility whether it's in our solar system or, you know, one of the many solar systems in our galaxy. So but uh, I put in a little slideshow together for this, so let me pop that up. And to JR out there who commented about the voice syncing up, I don't know if it's perfectly synced, but I think I dialed my voice in a little bit better, so I don't know why I'd been doing that forever, and I don't really pay attention to it too much, but I think we got it closer, if not on. So Yeah, leave us a comment below, and we'll just keep chipping away at this thing. Mm-hmm. 
All right, let me see here. All right. Life on Venus, question mark. Um, there's a picture of Venus, and, you know, a lot of the pictures of these planets are, you know, they color them a certain way. Some people, you know, immediately jump to, like, all sorts of crazy, crazy nonsense when you say stuff like that. But, I, I mean, it is what it is. You want to make this thing look beautiful, so... Or at least mm-hmm. what what you would, because I think that our technology can only do so much in in that regard, right? You know, uh, you're a photographer, you know about photography, um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm more of a naturalist. I like to enhance kind of what I've seen, but uh, like I'm not taking out the sky and putting in a starscape or putting in mountains where they're not really there. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I respect that as an art form when it comes to realistic stuff. I think that we have a decent grasp on what things look like. And we're just, again, we're enhancing kind of what we're seeing. So for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, when you do that stuff, what you just, you dial in the colors a little bit more vibrant, you know, like that kind of stuff. You just make it look pop a little bit more in certain places. Yeah. I, well, I shoot it because I try and capture as much detail as I can. So I might expose more for the sky knowing I'm going to bring up the highlights in the shadows a little more so to the actual naked eye if you were looking at that scape it might be a little more it might be sh- like a little darker on land and then in the sky so i yeah. just try and I, I try to keep it as as natural as i can sometimes i go a little overboard i definitely went a lot more overboard in the in the past that i think more amateur people do do that hmm. but you know i i try and keep it as natural as possible because i kind of want to give you a nice representation of what I saw with my eye. Mm-hmm. And again, I appreciate some of these other guys that go, go nuts and, you know, put, put mountains where they're not there. They, that's an art form all on its own, but right. I'm a nature photographer. I try and keep it as true to the, to, to the vision that I've actually had. So have you thought about getting like a nice telescope and starting to do like that kind of photography or. Yeah. Well, I've always been interested in the, in the stars and stuff. And when I was going out doing that, that comet uh series that oh, was yeah, that was fun because i had a mission yeah yeah but you know it's every every segment every niche of that of photography just people spend lifetimes trying to become a, you know a, a, comp, a competent uh night photographer and stuff like that so i'm mm. more of a water sunset morning type type of guy yeah, and that's more kind of, of roger I'm... waters type don't <laughs> yeah, well, you know. whoa, whoa whoa bro we're not going into that kind of <laughs> talk love the music the politics are all all over the place but yeah um, you're a real uh, roger waters okay no i i like shooting at night when i can but i'm by no means a pro at it and like i said all those kind of things take take long times to to, to hone the craft and really understand uh how to shoot it the right way, but mm. I do love the the, the nighttime stuff because you you do a long shutter speed, so you essentially you click the the camera and yeah. then it, it it opens up and it sucks in light for thirty seconds, so you're sitting there waiting. That's kind of the thrill of it all. And anybody and interested listening, you, you on our YouTube, you can go to we have a playlist for Maurice's adventures and you know his Neo Wise series and him you know, taking some shots of the sky and stuff like that. So check those out if you haven't already. Beautiful, um, beautiful. So here's some facts. It's the second planet from the sun, Venus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venus was named after the Roman goddess of beauty and love. And uh, after the moon, it's the second brightest natural object in the sky. And you can occasionally see it with your naked eye during daylight. So that's kind of mm. cool. You might have to look for and get some nice Venus shots here, maybe in the winter time. Well, I'm always looking at the sky, and I always look up, and you can tell what stars are, what what are stars, and what aren't stars. So I'm 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 assuming I've seen Venus multiple times because oh yeah, there's a, yeah yeah you for sure have. Um, it's so it's been observed and plotted across the sky since the second millennium BC, probably even earlier than that. Obviously, we talk a lot about ancient ancient civilizations and knowledge of the sky and precession of the equinox. That's just when you know academia. Um, acknowledges it, but it could go back a lot farther depending on, you know, what civilization and what megalithic structure it's possibly tied to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's the uh, name for the morning star aspect 
or the name of it or the um i'm sorry the name for the morning star aspect of it is lucifer which means light bringer in latin uh the greek term for venus was also phosphoros which means light bringer as well so if you want to get religious on it get religious on it but you know a lot of these terms lucifer and stuff they weren't added till the bible to like i think the king james version later on so a lot of these things aren't even the true origins or meanings of right. it. people just take it and run with it and then apply it to you know how they want to use it but well there was no negative annotations around lucifer until you know the, the game of telephone trickled well yeah trickled and then down. you know then you get to, it's it's a whole thing because you know then there's the devil but then there's also you know it just gets into this whole thing of yeah. what's what and, and we aren't getting into that ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's not what this episode's <laughs> about but i thought i'd point that out um in 1962 mariner 2 was the first um plan or venus was the first planet beyond earth that we landed a spacecraft on um the thick clouds on venus though made it impossible to like observe anything you know it's not like mars like venus has these thick dense clouds and we'll talk about that here in a little bit um, and that's probably where this possible life is living, if it is life. Um, so, uh, Venus is one of four terrestrial planets in our solar system, meaning it's a solid body planet. We also have gas planets, um, you know, like Jupiter and stuff. So, um, it is one of the planets, you know, you think about like earth and Mars and, um, you know, those are the two we mainly think about as terrestrial, but obviously Venus is as well. It just has these dense, thick clouds uh, in the atmosphere. Uh, the atmosphere on Venus is comprised of 96.5% carbon dioxide and 3.5% nitrogen, uh, and it has traces of sulfur dioxide. Uh, the mass of the atmosphere is 93 times more than Earth's, and the pressure at the surface is 92 times that of the pressure on Earth. Um, so that's kind of interesting. The other thing, um, so the sulfur dioxide is most likely, or the, uh, yeah, the sulfur dioxide is most likely coming from the volcanic and the seismic activity, um, on the planet, which kind of terraforms itself here. I'll try and pull up some pictures. And again, these colorations are artistic in nature, but you'll get a feel for it here in a second. Um, I, you know, and what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. It has three times as many volcanoes as earth, even though, um, you know, we have some, some pretty big ones. They, they, they definitely have some volcanic activity going on as well there. So, oh yeah. let's see here. Here's a couple, I think the one on the right is the enhanced color version. And we say enhance lightly. <laughs> um, let's go here. So on the right, obviously, of Earth on the left is another color rendition of what uh, Venus looks like. Um, and that's pretty much what it looks like up in the sky, too. It's got that dark amber hue, and it's large. And that's how I recognize it usually. Um it kind of does look like the sun though a little bit right you know like a lighter or a, i mean a darker version of the sun yeah it's 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 a beauty it almost looks like a shell of what earth was at one point well the difference is is we have our tectonics kind of like recycle itself i think that there's on that i forget i got i'd have to read the geology of it again but i think that um their tectonics is like more stable. It doesn't regenerate or recycle like ours does. And obviously we have all water and all that whole thing going on too. So, um, there you can see kind of what the core would look like based on what they think. Um, yeah, it's going to be crazy when we get these, like I said, we already have insane telescopes and, and lenses when we get 10 years from now. Yeah, what's the one, the web, uh, the NASA, or the NASA, what's the name of it? Something web uh, telescope they're supposed to be launching. That's supposed to be sick. Um, this is kind of what the, 
uh, surface supposedly looks like. Again, this is somewhat of a rendition. I don't think this is an actual picture. I think I pulled this off of Wikipedia. So you can see there, I don't know if that's a volcano, that that uh, that peak, or if it's just uh, some sort of elevated uh, mountain. Time for me to climb. I mean, it looks pretty desolate, though. That would be an unbelievable trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you go hiking there, you ain't coming back. Yeah. Um, all right, so the reason or the thought behind why they think life might be on Venus is something that's produced called phosphine. Um and it's a possible extraterrestrial biosignature. So what is phosphine? Phosphine is a colorless, flammable, very toxic gas compound uh, with the chemi chemical formula uh, pH3 and the most likely source of organic phosphine production that we know of that, you know, on earth comes from the reduction of phosphate and decaying organic matter. So um, from what I was reading, you know, the phosphine that they detected came from like a temperate zone in the atmosphere. So the concentrations found uh, are not possible with known chemical processes. And if it was like Jupiter based on like the gases and the de uh, the pressure and everything, they, it would be more likely. But I guess with the setup that Venus has, it's not really that likely. So um, Venus does not have the high temperatures or pressure like the gas giants to form the phosphine. It is speculated that since Venus is subjected to ultraviolet radiation, that eventually the carbon dioxide and water would consume it. So they're saying that this this phosphine is being um, replenished somehow, and they don't know how through what we know about, you know, uh, chemistry, biochemistry, you know, um, you know that kind of stuff so um but it's being replenished and it would normally be eaten because as i mentioned the atmosphere is 96.5 percent carbon dioxide so i mean you know it's saying that carbon dioxide and water would consume it so this keeps you know keeps being replenished this alludes to the fact that phosphine um is coming from an unknown source so like when they say unknown source they do mention that it could be some process um, some chemical process uh, that they're just not aware of or something like that. But, um, you know, yeah, geochemistry, photochemistry. But they lean, I guess, in the article, that a couple articles that I read towards the biological production of pH3 as it's found on Earth. So, mm. I mean, it's interesting. Um, I mean, we don't know. See, this is where it gets interesting. I don't want to be the guy that's, like, using you know, to use science when it suits and then, you know, we criticize it when it becomes dogmatic and materialistic and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I think that you have to balance that out. And I think that I want to believe that there's life on there, microbial life or whatever. Um, but we don't know enough, I don't think, to say that it's to rule out that there could be some sort of chemical or physical process there that we just don't know about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what are your thoughts? I just yeah, like you said, I keep an open mind. I I want to believe in th in this or that, but um, I'm not gonna commit to one to one lane or the other. Well, commit, commit to something. Let's hear. It. I mean, well, I, I yeah, I would believe that there's some kind of uh, going back to the the whole octopus the octopus theory that these things were actually. They, they evolved here later that, than we did. With the eggs that were frozen um, on comet, hitched a ride on comets, and then... Right. That kind of a thing. Yeah, so I've always been a proponent of that that thinking. Um, I don't know, it kind of contradicts some of my religious uh, views, but again, were those, were those views the natural views, or were those manifested by man over time? So that's, mm -hmm. that's where things get sticky, and that's where things get... Uh, a little hairy if you must so yeah i know i'm a I, i'm a big proponent of i think there's definitely life out there i think we've talked about it before you say you're going to look up in the sky and think there's not life on any other planet that's kind of 
that's uh that's a little wishful thinking but at the same time there is no proof so this would be a massive uh well there are science yeah there are i mean we just there was just an article i think yesterday or two days ago where um what was i gonna say oh they have uh, they found two bodies of water on mars I i believe so i mean you know those finds just keep piling up as well so I mean, I think most right. people think, oh, we we land a rover on Mars, it, it does its thing, and then we know exactly all all about the planet. But, that, I mean, there's so many variables and so many different things, and we're constantly discovering. We're discovering new stuff about our own Earth, so to think that we would we would know if there's life or not based on a, a few rovers is kind of ridiculous. Um, so this is just a diagram of the uh, black sun drop. It's just a process. You can look it up. It's kind of cool when planet passes in front of the sun. It's a cool effect. Yeah, it's sweet. Um, another diagram. This is the ancient thinking behind it. So I think this one is Mariner 2. It's like an artist rendition of it. So it's kind of what that... Um, spacecraft that landed on venus in the 60s looked like Hmm. here's a picture an actual picture i believe so that's why you get those nice artistic photos because you look at something like that and somebody be like what's that you know yeah we have a friend that would really (laughs) attack (laughs) (laughs) uh So here's the astrological, astronomical um, symbol for Venus. I think, you know, it's also the symbol for a bunch of other things. I think it's also the alchemical symbol for copper, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. I think that's really right. Your money's worth with this bad boy. Yeah. Um, so, and that's, you know, we should send some, some uh, images and lasers of that image there and see if see if anybody knows what we're talking about here yeah Um, well it would be it would be a that's the that's the symbol for women isn't it yeah that's also a symbol for women symbol for a lot of things um but uh okay so a new so that was the first the first article came out well like a few weeks ago i think and then um, that was about the phosphine, and then an article just came out a couple days ago, I think, uh, with some research that some astronomers uh, or uh, physicists, um, Avi Loeb and um, who's the other guy, uh, Amir Siraj. So the research uh, department of astronomy at Harvard uh, University suggests that roughly 600,000 asteroids have grazed Earth's atmosphere in the past. Uh, the asteroids might have scraped microbes that live in the atmosphere, live in our atmosphere, and brought them to the second planet in our solar system, which is Venus. Um, Amir Siraj and Avi Loeb's paper has not been peer reviewed yet, but it's um, it's up there. You can find it. Uh, maybe I'll add a link down below the video after we're done. Um, they make a compelling argument for the idea um, of life from earth hitching a ride on an asteroid and heading to venus and other parts of our solar system so right, right um we've talked about it before where you know maybe life hitched a ride to earth from somewhere else but these they're basing this idea of this phosphine that possibly maybe some extremophiles or microbes or um like tardigrades something like that caught a ride on an asteroid or whatever, because we know those tardigrades, they can survive pretty much anything, and they dehydrate themselves to survive, like, nuclear blasts and droughts and all sorts of crazy stuff. Well, they've survived the seven cataclysms we've known, we've known so, yeah. so they're pretty pretty indestructible in our eyes. Yeah, I know you like those little water bears. They're your Old tardigrades. Um, and then in 2017, a meteor grazed our atmosphere over southern Australia. It resulted in a 90-second-long fireball that streaked across 800 miles of our atmosphere bef- before returning to space. So there we have an example of a meteor that, 
you know, was big enough to for people to see a fireball, and then it also just jumped right back out of you know into the, the uh, solar system. So, um, if that's the case, we they have to look more into um, life in our upper atmospheres and that kind of thing. I think that there's not enough research done on that from what I was reading. Uh, um, and in 2019, NASA found sugar molecules in two different meteorites. So that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, the question would be how prevalent is microbial life again in our upper atmosphere? That's what I was just talking about. And then could extremophiles like tardigrades, you know, could they hitch a ride and successfully arrive somewhere else? I think there was mention that, uh, maybe, um, some have even gotten on the moon from, you know, all the travels back and forth and stuff like that. Um, that's the thing. Like we, we, we think about all the ways we've know of traveling. We don't, we probably don't even know half of the ways of things of traveling. So you put that into the mix. Maybe they did swipe on down to earth and pick something up and head out. Who knows? Yeah. Could be too many possibilities to say no. That's in my mind. Absolutely. I like to play the odds, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we talked about, we did an episode on abo abiogenesis and panspermia. I forget what episode is it, but you can go back. It's it's not that we didn't do it that long ago. Um, and you know, we talked about how they think life arose on Earth, like what the academic model is for abiogenesis via um, the conditions on Earth at the time and the underwater hydrothermal vents and stuff like that. Um, but then, you know, you look at Stanley, I think it's Stanley Miller's um, experiments uh, with abiogenesis. And um, <laughs> the thing about those, if I recall correctly, is that the experiment took like 20 or 30 years that he put together. But what we thought the earth was like at the time is now different. Um, than where it was so you know it, we thought there was more like ammonia or something i forget i'd have to go back and read but um our idea of what the earth looked like in the early days that they thought produced life from uh from nothing pretty much or inorganic compounds you know creating organic compounds is very mm -hmm. different than what we know now about the early days of uh the earth yeah and again we'll know why way more in the future so yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, and then, you know, there's different types of panspermia. Directed panspermia is what people that, you know, believe that there's other civilizations or extraterrestrial life, the idea that they're seeding the universe and directing it, uh, you know, to all parts of the universe pretty much. Um, right. So there's that. There's... There's different types of panspermia, and you can look those up too. Um, there's a bunch of them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think when you look at how things survive on Earth, there's things like the tardigrades and other extremophiles. I think there's organisms that can even live in, like, pools of acid. That was that one strange rock, that, like, six-part mini-series thing. I think they had mm -hmm. one of the episodes was about that, how these, like, organisms live and thrive in these, like, pools of acid. It's crazy. Yeah, it's coming right out of the mouth of Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. He did... I like that, though. He did a good job narrating. Oh, he no, he, he did. He did. Again, it's not It's not like he wrote the thing or anything. It was... Well, who was the director? It's your one of your favorite directors, right? Oh, it was in a Darren Aronofsky, but I don't know if yeah. he directed it. I think he just produced it. Oh, okay. Let me get some more information. One strange <laughs> rock, right? Yeah. All right, get to it, young Kevy. <laughs> <coughs> um, let's see here. There is the chemical formula for it. Again, it's pH3. And that's what it looks like. So, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, let's see here. Ooh, there's two of me. Look out. Look out, folks. So that way, um, that, 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 uh, that, the micro, uh, the molecular symbol, what is that representing? 
Uh, I think it's phosphorus and three. Is it phosphorus and three hydrogen? I think. I don't know. Look it up. Okay. Wow. Uh, um. What was I gonna say? If you had to bet, you know, based on what you know about like science being, you know, right in some regards and wrong in other regards, would you think that it's more probable than that that it was life, or would you think that, um, that there's probably some chemical, you know, process or physical process that we just don't know about because we obviously don't live on Venus and are aware of everything that's happening there? I think that there's life out there. And that's period. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I think that maybe we'll hear something about Mars, too, because they have finding all this water. I think they found ice, too, not that long ago. Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't know how deep you go down the rabbit hole, but some people have even came to the conclusion that some kind of bomb went off there, and there that was the original Earth. And um, Yeah, Because I know they find... Uh, they find uh, molecules or they find some kind of material that's like the only way we know of it is from nuclear explosions and stuff like that. I think like you're that. talking about uh, is it uranium-237? I don't know. It's like uranium and plutonium. The, the, the version of it that's already been through, it's been you know, expelled. It's like the byproduct of a nuclear explosion. I think, right, they, I think they found it on the moon is where they found it. Oh, okay. But again, you I mean, know, that we, begs don't the question, know. we don't know though, where any of this stuff comes from. Did that so. come from the explosions that we've done here on earth and then get absorbed on, you know, or like hit the moon, you know, like did that mm -hmm. get out of our atmosphere and then onto the moon? I don't know. I don't even know if that's possible, but Again, we're not scientists, folks, so... <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I'm um, more of a Bill Nye type. <laughs> um, I think that... I, I agree with you. I think that there's probably life... In this specific example, um, I think it's weird that... Scientists are pretty sure of themselves in most regards, and they were holding this one close to the vest, and they weren't putting it out there, so... Um, there's something weird about this one in terms of, um, they want to, you know, we want to get there and, and see what's going on, I think. And I think if I'm not mistaken, you can look this up, but I think Russia claimed Venus as its planet or something like that already. Cause there's been wow. some, well, there's been some recent stuff coming out from like, um, I think our department of defense talking about how China and Russia have like militarized space. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, now that's going to be a big thing. So like if Russia's claiming that Venus is its planet, I mean, that's a big deal. See if you can look that up, type that in, see if something comes up for that. Because I think that's the, that's the great frontier, right? Is finding another planet with life. If you can find that, you might be able to yeah, it says uh, the head of Russia's space agency Tuesday can declared Venus a Russian planet. <laughs> so does it says the country that the Russian Russia was the only country that the first and only land on the planet after a scientific study found signs of life. Mm. We believe Russia is a okay. I mean, so, so what are we doing here, folks? <laughs> well, that's what I was talking about. Um, too, with the whole Russia and China thing is, you know, um, are we going to, do we have some sort of advanced technology? I mean, we talk a lot of bit about that on the show, like UFOs and is that our technology? Is it one of their technologies? You know, what, mm -hmm. what are the, what's creating this, uh, these, um, sightings and these experiences and stuff like that. So if we do have better some claim Mars, man, well, we'll get something. <laughs> if, if, if we do have some sort of technology that's advanced like that, we better start using it, you know? And if, <laughs> and if we don't, yeah. we better start trying to make contact with these aliens and get them on our side first. You know, you don't want to be mm -hmm. handing that kind of power to one of the other superpowers out there. So, right. Um, yeah. It, uh, it's quite an interesting time to be alive. That's for sure. It's very interesting time to be alive. I mean, 
it's just crazy when you look at this year already, all the crazy things that have happened, news, you know, stuff like this, scientific discoveries and um, all sorts of stuff. So I think that it's it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. And I want to see some of the follow-up data too. And uh, I want to, if we... If we want to know more information too, like what does that mean? You know, is there going to be some sort of space race to Venus now with like Russia and stuff like that? You know. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know Russia landed on landed there. Like, what's what's that? Yeah, all look about? that up. Did they land a rover? I, I didn't. I was just focusing mainly on the planet I, I saw, but I did see that article pop up like a week ago or something. But yeah, I didn't know um, that they landed there. Which, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where is that is that the next thing? You know, is that the next war is going to be like in space, like over different planets and stuff? Great. <laughs> Have you seen that new show uh, on Netflix with Steve Carell, Space Force? Mm-mm. That's kind of what it's about, actually. Well, you know how TV and they usually predict stuff. Well, and they talk about like, you know, weaponizing satellites and all sorts of things. So I don't know. It's really heating up out there in space. That's what I'm saying. We better grab Mars. Yeah. What would be interesting is if there was like some sort of life and, uh, I mean, I think that they're the life that they're talking about is like anaerobic life and things because it's obviously it's ninety five percent carbon dioxide on Venus, so it's not like it would be life as we know it, like breathing oxygen on a beautiful blue planet kind of a thing. It would be some sort of extremophile as we would know it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I can't find anything. I'm gonna have to okay. dig deeper. On the uh, the space race. Yeah, it's something to keep an eye on, though, because I, d- I did see some sort of briefing where the guy was talking about all that, and um, I think that we'll have to, you know, I don't know, we better make some leaps here soon. You fire up those uh, UFOs, Yeah, we, b- we better start making contact with whatever is <laughs> in the gimbal and the go fast video, the tic-tac. Um, I don't know. I think that's pretty much it. Um, in terms of this whole Venus thing, it wasn't some massive, um, article with like tons of other aspects to it. It was just pretty basic. And that's what I was saying too, is like, I want to, you know, I, I think I would bet that there's life somewhere out there. Obviously I a hundred percent believe that there's life out there. And, um, We've talked about it on the show a lot. I think that there's a lot of things that are possible, but um, I think without doing more research and looking into these things, it's going to be tough, especially, you know, when you, again, you look at this aspect of like, you know, war and space or something like that, it's going to make it more difficult to do science. So, well, that's how the human, that's how we are. We see a little something and then we jump to the every single conclusion from it. We find a little gas and now there might be life and, which is fine. We're trying to connect the dots, but let's let's take a breath here. Let's step back and look at it and really try and understand what's going down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think they always thought, like the one that I always heard about or hear about is Europa, which is one of the moons, I think. On, uh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Um, and they, there's like tons of water there, so they always thought that there's probably a good chance that there's life or microorganisms or something, so... <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Is that Saturn or Jupiter? I think it might be Jupiter. I think I said Saturn. I don't know. That would be sweet to live on a moon. Yeah, Europa is a, J- a Jupiter moon. Yeah, it is. Um, kind of looks like Venus in a way. The shots of the cool thing about Saturn, though, is have you ever seen the one pole? It's like a hexagon. Yeah. It's like a perfect we know hexagon. about this, bro. <laughs> oh, I forgot. You were getting into the esoteric <laughs> weird side of that whole thing. But yeah, I I think that that's an interesting one when you look at that cuz like you know, what's going on there? I don't know, but these planets and moons are 
beautiful pieces of art. Yeah. That's why I was asking you if you were going to get a telescope. I think you could take I don't some, know. some sick shots. Yeah. Well, they, they're releasing all these new crazy lenses, but I don't... They were using like a 600 or a 700 millimeter, and you could just barely see Saturn's ring. So you need some serious horsepower to get into these. I think they had like a million megapixel... Some some insane thing that Canon built for NASA and allows you to zoom all in. But um, how do again, they? How do you do that? Like how do you do the photography enough. through the telescope? Do you have to get a special attachment or something? Probably. I've seen people just put it right up to the to the eyepiece. But you know, it's interesting. I was talking to uh, one of our uncles on the our canoe trip this year, and you need like when you're looking that far into space because you're moving. You know, we're always moving, yeah. even if it's a, a tiny bit. You got to get these telescopes that are they're built in uh they move like you set them up and then they move with the earth so when you're looking at looking through them you can actually look at something for longer than a second because it's constantly moving it's pretty crazy i never even thought about that you have to have like some kind of motorized piece that helps you move i'm not a uh telescope expert maybe somebody can leave some comments below on which ones are good and which ones to get but yeah, I would definitely love to get something like that. If you don't live in an area where you can see, though, it's almost useless. Yeah, I think what's the place I was telling you by you where we grew up? I went there for our astronomy class. I don't know if you went with me or something. I don't know. Maybe you were on a trip or something, but it's called Peach Island, or it's like P, it's like P-E-C-H-E or something. I don't know. It's like a dark, no, where's that it's a dark park where people do like... Uh, astrophotography and stuff well i went up to that dark park and you know we'll do another shameless plug for my uh neowise comet exp- expeditions but i went to that dark park up in port austin uh unfortunately it was very cloudy you know in the name of hogar mm-hmm. but uh uh those dark parks are, are the money spots and when i was there i was kind of packing up my gear because i saw i saw the storm i saw the clouds but these people pulled up they had a pretty pretty nice looking uh uh what's it called telescope telescope boom (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no these guys had some serious telescope power i was messing around with my little 100 millimeter lens and these guys had this (laughs) you go look what i got you look at what i got (laughs) (laughs) just like normal life folks um but uh i think uh yeah you should look up that park though peach island it's like p-e-c-h-e island or something um you, you went on a field trip from gross point or yeah but it's it's not far it's in michigan so i think it's in like by lake huron maybe i don't know I don't how know. do you spell it p-e-c-h-e and then island <laughs> um oh well, i think i've heard of this i think i've called it peach i didn't know yeah yeah, it's called Peach, you know, like Okay. Um where does it say it is? It's on the, it's in the Detroit River. I know exactly oh, where it's okay. is. Is it by That's, is it by Zug Island where that that hum's coming from that they no, don't know? That, <laughs> That's uh You got to get out there the with some room. audio equipment and get that hum. I don't know if that if you can hear it on the island though. It's, I almost feel like it's a vibration that like reverberates through the water on. Yeah, everybody in Windsor over the river hears it and hear drives it. them crazy. They don't know what it, where it's coming from. Well, that happened to me the other day. They were doing some construction, I guess, down the street, and this buzz. I thought it was coming from some kind of electronic device in my house. So I'm looking all over the place. I I felt like I was going mad, man. It was like a, the lady from uh, Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a real Edgar Allan Poe moment. I'm looking around. I'm feeling insane, man. Where's it coming from? Then I went outside because it's weird. Like when you go outside, the hum, it it doesn't sound the same than when I was in my house. But the Peach Island is way closer to Gross. It's right by Gross Point. How did you guys get there? Just by boat? I think we drove. To Uh, how did you? Yeah, I think we drove to like a. I don't even really remember that much. I mean, this was high school. Come on, bro. I have a good memory. I don't remember. I just remember we went because I did some uh, star trails, like where you leave the exposed longer. Because like you were mentioning, the stars move, and then you you know make these like cool artistic trail shots. So that's what we were doing. I would. I gotta get to this place because 
I spent this whole summer. Belle Isle is a pretty good. It's pretty close to me, and it's a pretty good spot to go and just shoot if you have nothing planned. Mm-hmm. There's there's good landmarks there, and you're at the river and whatnot. But I've seen Peach Island because I've done these canoe, these uh little canoe escapades that you go from, uh you know like the Gross Point area across the river to Belle Isle. But you've seen that you see that that island. And I was always wondering what's this island all about. Hmm. I wonder what what's going on over there it's it's what are they doing what are they doing over there yeah it's in canada is it it's part of canada uh uh-huh it looks pretty sweet though so i don't know i don't even know if i can get there now without it uh oh yeah with one of those special ids or whatnot well maybe i one year what i want to do is like next summer i want to go to beaver island Mm -hmm. uh like hopefully the the virus is over or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully. I mean, we'll see what's going on at Beaver, but I want, cause they have those like old, um, uh, stones like set in a certain way and they don't know like what era if they're native American or even like Neolithic or where these things come from or like how old they are. I know that there's been research into that and I know that there's been research into like, uh, like some of the copper found in other places in the world and stuff found from around that area and stuff. But yeah, I mean, Beaver Island has a lot of like weird, uh, stuff surrounding it, like that kind of stuff. And then like a lot of UFO sightings, stuff like that. But I think we should head up there and do a little weekend shoot where we just try and catch weird stuff. We'll look at, see if there's any sort of, you know, ruins from ancient civilizations or see if we can catch something in the sky weekends with maury yeah and then we also can hit up santalac which is not far at all that's like santalac has those petroglyphs that we could go check out for sure might Um, might be a nice little uh maurice adventure movie i i I really want to get to this island now this this peach Peach island i told you that's sweet i mean it's uh from what i remember is pretty cool but yeah I, i didn't know that it was in canada What'd you guys do when you like? So you went there. I, now I'm super curious. There isn't. It doesn't look like there's a road there. I, I don't remember to be honest with you. I think you take <laughs> like you a ferry. Teleport? I think you take a ferry. Maybe. Yeah, I don't for remember. Sure. But well, back in those days, this is. I don't even know if this was pre 9/11 or not. But you could just drive right over to Windsor, and then yeah, yeah, you probably could just take a little ferry. I mean, those you know, it was senior year. You know, I was smoking lots of herbs back in the day too. So mm-hmm. you might have been nibbling on caps. We don't know, <laughs> folks. We just don't know. Yeah, not for that. But I had no, because we we were actually fortunate enough to have a planetarium in our high school. And that's what we had mm-hmm. our astronomy class. So that was actually a pretty fun class to go to. It was like the first hour every morning. Come in, it'll get a little weird. You go in there and you learn some stuff. Our teacher is really cool. Half the kids are sleeping. <laughs> yeah, nobody really gave a shit, but I would happily go back and take that class again because that was fun. Oh, I would, I would take that class instantly. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed that I would took school, you know, for granted. Essentially, there was a photography class. There was all kinds of art classes. Mm-hmm. We took some music classes and stuff like that, but we took them in more of the vein of these are almost blow off classes. Well, the music one because we knew a lot of the stuff already. You know, yeah, like the music theory and like all that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, again, those were all fun elective classes to take. But yeah, that, that the planetarium at you know that was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, definitely lucky, and uh, we're grateful for that. Actually, I think they brought people from other schools. Yeah, to use that planetarium. Yeah, people used to go there on field trips because I remember going there when I was in middle school to there to see like some sort of show or something. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we can keep this, uh, a light episode today. And I just wanted to go over that. And, uh, again, we have a bunch of cool guests, um, coming up. As I mentioned on Monday, we have, uh, Anthony Tyler coming back to discuss part two, um, of his book, the dive manual. Um, and uh, we also have on Tuesday Brian Morescu, uh, who is the author of The Immortality Key, uh, and he'll be on Joe Rogan this week with Graham Hancock. I don't know when they're releasing that episode. Um, and uh, we also have 
Dr. Gregory Little coming on at some point here to discuss ancient American mounds, and he has all of his pictures from his travels to all the different mounds and stuff like that, so that'll be a cool episode. And yeah, we've got a bunch of other guests in the pipeline, and um, I've got some other stuff as well. We were going to do the Ancient Greece Part 5 Eleusinian Mysteries, but we're going to wait because I want to hear what uh, Brian has to say when he comes on because that's part a main part of what his book's about that whole the mysteries and ancient civilization psychedelic use and western tradition and stuff like that so we'll wait to do that to see what he has to say see if we can add anything to that and um are the shirts in yet maurice or they'll be in soon? no or they should be in on the second so very soon and okay so we'll have some t-shirts here available um they will be $30, and I think I'll set it up so you can do it through our Patreon. Um, and uh, they, they're our logo. It's just on a black T-shirt, but they look pretty cool. I like them a lot. So, And, uh, yeah, check out our – please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the like button. Um, and if you're listening on an audio platform, check out our uh, YouTube channel, and please subscribe. And check us out at mindescapepodcast.com. We also have a blog up there now. I started the first one. I'll probably be writing a couple others soon. I'm going to try and get Maurice to write one as well. And um, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast For just $2 a month, you'll get exclusive content. Uh, we have a bunch of exclusive uh, parts of interviews and uh, additional interviews on there. So check that out. And that's pretty much it. Everybody stay safe out there. We love you. And uh, we'll check you soon. Peace. Peace.